All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast. I am your host, Steve Bonham. You can find me everywhere at nonsense underscore Steve. Coming to you live, hopefully, for the last time ever from a storage unit in Mesa, Arizona. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Neil Smith. Neil, how are you doing this evening? As good as a guy can be from a storage unit in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, you know what I mean? Say that like it's a so, bad thing. Well, you know, there's a lot of rats. We won't miss that, hopefully, when we move into the new, into the future. Rats? You mean armadillos and dustweed? <laughs> yeah, a lot of armadillos, a lot of armadillos. Yeah. Don't accidentally hit one with your uh-huh. truck. Rattlesnakes. It'll do a lot, it'll do yep. a lot more uh-huh. damage than you think. <laughs> It's, it's just a rat with a shell. That's all it's it is. It's a much, rat yeah. turtle, really. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except it yeah, can't. So, well, it can't really retract its head, but it rolls its head in. So I guess that kind yeah, of. Yeah. Sure. Close enough. The same thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they are finally going to try to upgrade my internet next week. So yeah, we're all excited. I I stop being so terrible, uh, choppy and annoying. I know when you loyal listener. Hear me, it sounds just fine. And that's due to science and magic. Because I have to record a hardline copy on my side because the copy that goes out to poor Neil sounds like a robot from the 1980s. It, uh, like, it's most... Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, it's all, it's it's like 1996 internet speeds. If you're any of you are old enough to remember dial-up internet, that's, that's kind of the vibe that that you get from listening to the the non-hardline copy (laughs) but theoretically they'll be here next tuesday to help me so keep me in your prayers hashtag thoughts and prayers hashtag hashtag free darwin yes (laughs) (laughs) hashtag 2019 internet speeds (laughs) have to get that in there have to get it in there (laughs) hashtag free darwin hashtag darwin thompson dolphins 20 Get those going. Oh man, are the Dolphins gonna fix their O line between now and then for him? It, it's opportunity. I don't care. It's just, <laughs> it's opportunity. It's get at him on the point, field. You just want snaps at this point. You don't care where it is or just what anything. quality level just the snaps are. Just something. Just just volume. <laughs> How that works exactly. Yep. Well, that's different. Kenyon Drake's bad at football. Mm. How's that working in Arizona? Yeah, I was gonna say not. Not amazing. I mean, <laughs> shock, same, right? Same problem. Bad old one. <laughs> All right, Neil, uh, th- th- let's get in some news here because there was a lot of it, mostly injury-related, and a lot of it can kind of just be brushed over. It's kind of yeah. just keep in minds. Uh, let's start, first of all, as always, quarterback, tight end, kicker. So you've got Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, Patrick Mahomes, all suffering different hand injuries, yet all are going to play and should be fine. Do yeah, any right. of them concern you in any way, shape, or form? Mahomes slightly because it's on his throwing hand. Uh, well, so is Winston. So is Winston, but it's and it's his, but that's that's a thumb injury, so it's a little bit different because that's the only difference there. The rest of them are actual like hand hand injuries. Winston fractured his thumb, which I worry about him catching the ball more than I worry about him throwing the ball. <laughs> if that. If that makes sense. So, so you think he'll gonna, be lined up under center a bunch? <laughs> There's going to be a little bit of that, but I don't think it's going to stop them from doing what they normally do, which is why he's, if, it, if it was going to prevent him from doing it, I don't think they'd have him out there. So it's just, 
at this point, you're just going to have to roll the dice. Uh, they're all concerning in their own right. You know what I mean? But is is it enough for me to bench any of them? Probably not, unless I was fortunate enough to win the Ryan Tannehill sweepstakes off the internet on my waivers, because that's over now. But if you were managed, right. if you were fortunate enough to do it, I might do that. Play some Tannehill. Uh, right. But, I mean, even by our own rankings, the majority of people on the by our important nonsense consensus have them all as starters. Yeah. Are you concerned about any of them in any meaningful way? None in any way, shape, or form. Thank Kinda you very much. Kinda we will circle back to Jameis because that has been a hot-button topic on the interwebs Always over the last couple is. of days. Uh, Daniel Jones is expected to miss two to four weeks total. He missed this past week's Monday Night Football game. He did practice today, so something to keep in mind. And they're playing Miami this week, so fire up old Eli? I probably. I mean, if they're saying two to four weeks. He might be able to practice. I don't really see the value in going out there and possibly seriously injuring Daniel Jones against the Dolphins for reps. You know what I mean? I don't really see the uh-huh. see the value in that. And I hope they don't either, because I would just fire up old Eli. Where's your season going? Nowhere. Yeah, you give Eli Manning the retirement tour. Let's get him out of here. Let's get Peyton in the booth. Let's, yes. let's do this thing. Yeah. Finally. Do Finally. something right. Years of Please. waiting. Now, it's the Giants, so they won't do any of what we just said. And of course not. run Daniel Jones out there, because it's Gettleman. And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and they'll just hurt him permanently. But... Uh, breaking well, first, news, Golden Tate starting quarterback this weekend. Love it. Love everything about it. Also limited. He would throw less interceptions <laughs> than Jameis. He was but, limited in practice today. That's why. I got to get him yeah. those QB reps. They had to get him in the room, have a meeting. Uh, let's see. Lamar Jackson dealing with a quad injury. He's going to play through it. He's fine. He's Lamar. Uh, three quarters of Lamar is better than most 100%. Only QBs. added this because it's on Thursday night. Really the same thing with Dak because I don't view that as super serious. He played through it when it happened, so uh, it'll be fine. Uh, Ryan Griffin ruled out this week. That has not panned out since he's taken over that starting job. No, uh, no, it has not. I don't. I don't know what the deal has been there. Like it, maybe he felt less pressure to succeed with uh, Chris Herndon done, so he just eased off. I don't. I, don't I know. think it's the Jets, and the Jets are just impossible to predict because it's Gase and they're bad, and you never know who's going to do what on any given week anymore. Sure, and the wide receivers have gotten healthier, too. That's what I mean, except for Demarius, and even he's been good in flashes. Yeah, and he's been the guy stealing away the red zone targets from Griffin. Yeah. So, uh, him being out, he was kind of just a streamer anyway. No need for that. Mark Andrews limited in practice, but expects to play tomorrow. If he doesn't, you're firing up probably, who would that be, Nick Boyle or Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst Um, over Boyle. Hayden Hurst over Boyle. And then I guess you're back on the tight end kind of carousel. Oh, right. either way, you're... I think there's probably better options out there available for you than those guys. But um, the matchup isn't the greatest in the world. But I mean, th- there are still waiver options on tight end. Tight end's tight end. Uh, also, not a great matchup. The Jets still have okay kind of linebackery stuff. I don't know. It's it's not it's not ideal either way because it's a, it's a, the Thursday night game. Last Thursday right. night game of the year, people. They're sending us off with what Again, should be an Tyler absolute Higby, boat race. Wildly available, has been crushing it last couple weeks with Everett out. Uh, Darren Fells, still my guy. Tennessee, great matchup. Ian Thomas, if uh, Greg Olson is still out, I mean, against Seattle, great matchup. Gets heavily involved. 
all readily available on waivers, all better options than the plan B in Baltimore. Uh, let's see. Greg Olson returns to practice. So if he does give it a go, are you trusting Greg Olson? I mean, I've been, tr- you've been trusting him to this point. He's like tight end nine in fantasy. Uh, something about the Tyler Higby thing too, by the way, while we're still on tight end, uh, Gerald Everett is actually back practicing. So we'll see if he can actually manage to play, but yeah, uh, that's interesting. Uh, and Greg with Greg Olson, it's, he's got a, he's got a good matchup against Seattle. And frankly, given how bad tight end is, if you've been playing Greg Olson, you're already more than comfortable with the idea that he could re-injure himself. And I feel like if they're comfortable to put him back out there, then yeah, you might be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be looking at you sideways if if uh, if you ended up doing that. Uh, Evan Ingram returns to limited practice. I'll believe it when I see it. Correct. That's why uh, that's there because so they keep saying he's practicing and he doesn't play. Uh, Brett Maher was finally cut by the Cowboys after an atrocious season. They signed Kai Forbath, which should be the new not kicker better. in Dallas. Not going to make that better, by the way. Not That's really. Not and Vinatieri really. placed on the IR. Uh, but again, the legend of Chase McLaughlin. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, just ridiculous. Three different teams now in the same season. Yep. And he's been crushing it for all of them. At some point, it's he'll crazy. Keep job. <laughs> he'll I, I kind of think he's going to keep this one. I, yeah, I feel like Vinatieri's going to hang it up, and this Probably. is this is just going to be his permanent landing spot. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. It, yeah, we've all why, seen. Why Vinatieri. would you let him? Why would you let him yep. walk out back out the door? It's pointless. Just pay him. He's already here. <laughs> it's okay, Ma. He's my kicker. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, uh, James Conner returns to uh, full practice. He uh, he should be back this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs missed last week, but expects to return this one. His uh, MRI came back pretty clean. They did sign Rod Smith, was which was concerning yesterday, but uh, it looks like Jacobs is going to come back because Raider football. Uh, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> they're you, done. Knock if you're with me. Knock if but, you're with me. For all intents and purposes, they're done. But, I mean, they're still going to put their best player out there and risk re-injuring them for no reason. Knock if you're with football. Knock if you're with me. Yeah. Uh That's, that's, that's it. Gruden football. Oh, Uh, but believe it or not, the people doing the smart thing, the R's. What? Yes. Finally. Somehow against all odds against all odds. (laughs) Darius Geis had an MRI after leaving Sunday's game early and it came back clean Said he was okay and could play through the pain, and they said it's not worth the risk. Sat him for the year, put him on IR, finished his season. So uh, good for them. Protect my boy yeah. Darius. That's Just smart. get him ready. That's get him ready. Smart. He'll be my sleeper for 2020 again, so every I can year. hype him up every and have him year. done in week two. <laughs> and we'll just keep, we'll ride it all over again. Can't wait. Some things never change. We do the same thing every year with that. Rashad Penny tore his ACL and will have the surgery. Obviously, he's done for this year. It's concerning because he tore his ACL now. Yes. So with an ideal timetable, he's probably looking at somewhere around end of September, October to be ready for next year. He's going to miss all of training camp. He's going to miss all the offseason program. And he's going to have to walk in cold, basically, 
for like week two or something. Something like that. Again, like we talked about what a freak of nature Adrian Peterson is. Adrian Peterson tore his ACL in week 17 and it it was a medical marvel that he was able to come back and be ready for week one the following year. Yeah, it was nearly like impossible. He, he, it was nearly an impossible scenario, and he ended up having a great season. That yeah, said, Rashad Penny is not Adrian Peterson. Right. No one is Adrian Peterson, frankly. That dude's ability to heal is, is impossible. That's not the only medical thing he's had that he's healed from impossibly quickly, even later in his career. It's like, wow, that's unbelievable. So, I... Yeah, Rashad Penny, that's unfortunate. It's just really unfortunate. That's all we can say. He was finally so, starting to do again, stuff. Like a it's year. The Chris Carson show now. There's no more, you know, you don't no have to worry questions. about the decision. There you go. Yep. There you go. Chris Carson people everywhere celebrating today. Yeah. Not that not, you want to probably, celebrate an injury, but probably because not like you that. finally yeah, know <laughs> that Chris Carson is the, the lone back in the backfield. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where people everywhere are like, I'm sorry for his loss. And then they're mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Then you hate yourself. But no, that's that. We don't encourage that type of behavior at all. But it's unfortunate for Rashad Penny because like I was saying, he's finally, he was finally like almost two years in finally doing stuff. He was finally starting to figure out like the NFL right when he got hurt. Was he? I mean, like, he was catching passes. He, he, was, he was objectively terrible for mm-hmm. 12 weeks. Correct. And then he comes in, and the, two the last games. two or three games, he's no, like, it was two. It was oh, two. I got this. And then uh, it was literally two. rip. Yep. So. It was two games, man. He was really starting to figure it out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Uh, but, Delvin Cook emerged from last week's game fine. He's on track to play week 15. It'll be the last week we tell you, get Alexander Madison. If something there. happens to Delvin Cook, Madison in week 16 – Top 10 play. Yep, for your championship. And if you play into week 17, probably then too. We'll have to just see how oh, it goes. Absolutely. But and at that the... point, he may be a top 10 play anyway. Well, exactly. Cook may just be Delvin sitting. Cook probably may be sitting. So, yeah. So, I want Alexander Madison for the rest of the year. Just right now. Just go lock that up. Get that done now. I know he's questionable because he didn't practice today. Said that he was taking a rest day. That's how much they think of him. He is not a veteran. And they gave him the rest day anyway. And Le'Veon Bell is expected to return this week after missing this past week with an illness. He's no longer in uh, quarantine. Ah, uh, the best news story of the entire last news cycle, ladies and gentlemen. Le'Veon Bell ruled out with an illness. Stays out until 1 o'clock in the morning bowling. Threw a 251, which was his career high. Oh, it immediately starts beefing with Adam Gase. Oh, if only there was, oh, it's so great. It's so great. Publicly beefs with Adam Gates. The bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Tells the media that he feels he's not being utilized enough in the offense. Well, which if we go back to the preseason, that was our entire thing about this with with Le'Veon Bell headed to the Jets. It's Adam Gase is the coach. That was your entire thing. I was not on that, and I was wrong. Well, wrong, okay. wrong, wrong. I would look. I was trying to grandfather you in here, but yes, no, that was I'm, my no, whole I'm, thing. I'm not going to ride your coattails. You got that one. Yeah, right? that was my whole deal with Le'Veon Bell. Is Adam Gase running back killer? Not something he publicly said he didn't want him. It's like, and now the final report: Le'Veon Bell will be on the trade block as soon as we get to the off season. Is my favorite non-news story of all time because anybody. 
to your point last week, pay attention. <laughs> Anybody yeah. paying attention could tell you he is not going to be on the Jets ne- next year if there is anything they could possibly do about that. You knew it pretty much as soon as the guy who hired Le'Veon Bell got fired right after he did the draft. So, and if they're going to retain Adam Gase, which they have publicly stated Adam Gase is going to be the head coach of the New York Jets next year. Good luck with that. Uh, Le'Veon Bell will not be there. So we hope Le'Veon Bell finds a much happier place to go play football. And we will reevaluate that for you in the offseason. Hopefully, I don't know. What do you think, Le'Veon Bell to Tampa? Somewhere that needs a running back. It's close to Miami. He loves I mean, look, I, I said all along, like, go down to Houston. They, they're running out of picks to trade, though. So I don't know what you could possibly give them. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, can we just say 251? Very impressive. Pretty good, Very man. Very well like, done. I've, yeah. yeah, I've I've uh, I've actually bowled a higher game than that, but 251 is respectable. Like that's uh that's right, I had to get that in there. Uh uh but yeah, 251 is that is damn good. So uh really impressive. And then also just the quick turnaround to immediately go fight with your head coach, I thought was a bold choice after you didn't play last week. It's uh pretty good. Um do you have any thoughts on on using him for your playoffs? Uh, no. I mean, I was gonna say it's, it feels like even even with my deflated rankings of him, I'm still looking at it like, what better choices do you have? Right, based you're still playing your him based on how your team works. If he's playing, he's playing for you. It's the playoffs. I'm not trying to get the sad here. thing is most people that drafted Le'Veon Bell in the first round. Probably aren't making playoffs. Well, you did it in the week. first round. You're not in the playoffs. <laughs> if you got him <laughs> in the I'm second saying. or third so. round, like I was. Yeah. Unless, Maybe. unless you're really concerned about the consolation bracket, uh, yep. you're probably not making a Le'Veon Bell decision this week. Yeah. I'm just saying. Meanwhile, Devonte Parker returns to limited practice. He's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, if he's good to go, he's probably a starter in your lineup. Uh, I would. He's he's definitely in the top 36, especially against the Giants. So. Yeah, that's what I'm. He's probably gonna if he's if he's playing against the Giants, even with the concussion, as long as he's cleared. I feel like, given how hot he's been, you probably don't have a better option. He's probably gonna end up rocking your oh, flex man. spot. I know that you totally didn't mean to do it, but you said even with the concussion, he's been cleared. That is a thing <laughs> from now on. I, I <laughs> he, he's been cleared from the, I like it from the concussion protocol. Uh, I love it. Yeah, maybe oh, I, I should it. be in the protocol. <laughs> maybe <laughs> At this time of year, we all happen. need to be in the maybe protocol. Maybe I should just right? be in the protocol. Yeah. Can I get? I need a red hat. I'm gonna go get a red hat, and we'll continue yep. doing the show. <laughs> See, the problem is, if I took the test right now, I'd say that was my baseline. Oh, I'm never gonna clear that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my base. Oh man, I'll see y'all in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on IR. See I'm you on guys. IR. It's been yep, a good, good one. Luck. Good luck with your championships next week, guys. We will. Can't win, don't try. Yep, there it is. Uh, Juju returns to full practice. He should be a full go this he week. He has been De- concleared. Concleared, yes. He DJ has, Chark is in a walking boot and is considered day-to-day. However, he may be done for the year. That's a wait-and-see thing. Uh, it, <laughs> What's frustrating is it's on... literally any possible. He could miss this week yeah. and play the week after. He could play the like in just two games to play you have no we have no idea it's literally any possible outcome including ir he could start this week play one game and leave yep no idea we've got nothing it's nobody knows 
Uh, Marquis Goodwin is placed on IR. That doesn't affect anybody. Marvin Jones is on IR. He was a top 15 wide receiver bummer. before Second he went year, down. He's going to finish so, the year on IR in a row. That is a bummer for him. Um, what a ba- what a bounce back season for Marvin. So now Jones, it's though. Kenny Galladay and Kenny Galladay <laughs> with a little side of Kenny Galladay. Hey, 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 Danny Amendola will be standing there complaining about whoa, not getting whoa, the football. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, I almost forgot about Kenny Galladay. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you have Kenny sure Galladay? Where do you there? have Kenny Galladay ranked this week? Let's let's What's check higher than that. one. Yeah, I let's check into that. Let's, I think. Yeah. What's above uh, one? Yeah. 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 Uh, I got Kenny Galladay at seven, and they're playing Tampa. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Holy yep. Moses. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Get Kenny Galladay in your lineup. Yep. There it goes. Uh, Paris Campbell also lands on IR. So that leaves, uh, let's see, Zach Pascal, Zach Pascal. Oh, there's Jack Doyle, and then Zach Pascal. So the uh, the wide receiver core is pretty beat up in Indy as well. And then Calvin Ridley lands on IR. And again, outside of the guys you've already been using, none of those three teams have somebody that's immediately going to step up into a role that I would say, oh, I got to start that guy. Mm, yeah, the closest thing to that is Russell Gage on the Falcons, if that's the way that goes. But the question with that is, are they going to have him? How are they going to readjust with with no more Ridley on the other side of Julio? I don't know how they're exactly going to deploy. But Russell Gage has been the guy that's been stepping up whenever one of the Falcons goes down. So he would be the closest thing to it. But I'm not going to sit here and suggest, like, you have to go pick up Russell Gage, put him in your flex. Like, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing that. Maybe the other closest Alfred. thing is Zach Pascal, by the way, if you're talking about Indy. Yeah, but Zach Pascal was a guy that you were already playing. Exactly. So there's not. I mean, at this point, he was the number one receiver the last three weeks anyway. Right, so. right. That's fair. By the way, uh, Kenny Galladay in our rankings comes in consensus 11. You and I both had him at seven. Our friend, yeah. Mr. Jack Havanaugh, had him at six just because he's got to be that guy. Oh, I love to chat with him about that on the Typical. Friday show. We're gonna have a chat with him about that on the Friday show. That's uh, yeah, no, okay. Alshon Jeffrey is done for the year. Speaking of walking wounded, they literally had the backup quarterback running wide receiver routes today at practice because they are that depleted at the wide receiver core in Philadelphia. Yep, it's there's bad. No, there's nothing left. BT Dubs. Over. It's Zach Ertz season. There's yep. no, it's, it's Ertz, it's Goddard. Goddard. They're both top 10 plays for me because that's all they have. They don't have anyone else to throw to because with Alshon going down, Nelson Aguilar still not for sure going to be able to play. Uh, our Siegel Whiteside's dealing with an injury. I mean, it's, it's Greg literally Ward everybody. Is not great. Yeah. Greg Ward's not good. Even when he's, even though he's healthy. So it's, there you go. There's just not, there's just nothing left. Could you imagine what's going to happen to them if they manage to make it to the playoffs? With just no wide receivers left, that's not gonna. That's not. Could you imagine pretty. what would have happened to them if they made it to the playoffs with a full healthy wide receiver core? Yeah, same thing. But at least they the exact same thing. So, yeah. They'd at least scored some points in the game. I'm envisioning them oh, just getting okay. blanked. <laughs> you just get shut out in a playoff game. Zach and then Mike Evans is yards. also going to be done for the year with a hamstring injury. They're not going to place him on IR, but he is uh, going to miss the last three games of the season for them. Now, this is the part I wanted to swing towards the Jameis side of it. Obviously, top five wide receiver in Mike Evans this season 
Uh, so you hate to lose that on your team. Hopefully you had some depth to back him up. It's interesting because for Chris Godwin, that now means, yes, he's going to get more targets, but he's also going to get the number one coverage, which is something that we've seen him get earlier in the year, and he struggled. So we'll, he's got a decent floor still. I don't know if he'll be able to completely blow up. It'll be matchup dependent for these last couple of games. This week, I still have him as a top-tier play. I have him as number two. So, I mean, uh, he, against Detroit, he's going to have uh, a difficult uh, coverage. But again, they're just going to force-feed him the ball. That, well, that's kind of how that offense works. I know it's Darius Slay, but still, I we'll see how they move him around to try and get Slay right. off of him. And anybody that isn't Darius Slay, as you pointed out, is below replacement level that's the nicest yep. way i know how to say that and th i've gotten a lot of questions about oh well you know Jameis. if it wasn't for the the hand injury he's also got mike evans and with no mike evans i'm really skeptical about what Jameis can do let's look back to this past week shall we <laughs> Jameis had a 37 in fantasy scoring he had six points off of a rushing touchdown from a yard out his yardage up to that point was negated by an interception because Jameis thinks. And then on their very next drive, he throws a 65 yard touchdown to Mike Evans. When Mike Evans gets hurt, which is a six point play. So he had 12 fantasy points with a healthy hand and Mike Evans in his lineup. And with Mike Evans out for the rest of the game and a fractured thumb after halftime, he put up 25 points. So I'm just saying, it's not like we have no idea what could happen with this current iteration of the Bucks' offense. Yes, they had to pivot on the fly. Now they have a whole week to prep. So I, I'm not scared about the Jameis injury just because no Mike Evans and the hand injury. He literally played the entire last game with it, and it didn't change know, anything. You want to know what I did with that? Because given the matchup, I'd have had him as probably like a probably like four or five normally in my rankings, probably like four. And I have him at eight because that's the downgrade that he takes from the hand and from no Mike Evans. Four spots. I cannot stress to you how good that Detroit matchup is for him. I cannot put into words how bad that secondary is without swearing. Okay? Like it is it is a it is a real struggle. Um Maybe I could try and rhyme it to you, but let's not let's not venture into that. Uh, it's a uh, it's a quality matchup, and I don't imagine that you have much in the better way in the way of better options, unless again you won the Ryan Tannehill sweepstakes. And in that case, I you mean, and I, I think have him split. ranked over Jameis. Yeah, or, or I mean, I have Jameis ranked over Tannehill. Still, I know so. you and I would split that. Is my point. I'm I would give the opposite advice. I'd play Tannehill over over Winston but anything else you have I can't imagine that you have it unless you have some sort of we you got two really good quarterbacks somehow or something but check our rankings I've got Jameis at eight I'm not I'm not afraid he's a starter for even in a 10-team league yep he's a starter for an eight-team league how about that yeah how about that how about that fantasy season is in full swing but you can get covered with roto assurance for your DFS team all you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoassurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. 
When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. May I play devil's advocate for a moment? It's time for some devil's advocate. Who the devil are you? Debating the topics. There's still one thing that doesn't make sense. The community is talking about. Now, what were we talking about? <laughs> All right, Neil, here we go. PPR scoring. Thank you for specifying the scoring. Always yeah, a crowd thanks. pleaser. Thank you. Uh, Got to start two. Sterling Shepard against Miami, Tyler Lockett against Carolina, or Perryman against the Lions? Yeah, and I was going to ask you about Perryman at some point because he would likely be out there uh, now that Mike Evans is done. So glad we got this question in. At this point, see, this is the thing. Tyler Lockett is one of the most like polarizing things right now, to be honest. You know what I mean? Just in the community because everybody's getting burned by Tyler Lockett. But I got to tell you, I know you and I are both in many ways proponents of like, look, you got to start your studs. And in many cases, you want to dance with the one who brung you. And so this week, I am starting Tyler Lockett uh, as much as people may want to crush me for that because I know it's not what people want to hear. I'm still playing Tyler Lockett uh, in that that spot. And then uh, my next choice is actually going to be Sterling Shepard. And I realize that Rashad Perriman is going to be in the Mike Evans role. And we just said all those nice things about Jameis. But here's what I wanted to say about Perriman. Perriman's not Mike Evans. I want to be very clear. <laughs> about and the di- he's difference also in not talent. actually going to play in the Mike Evans role. Correct. They're going to, they're going he's, to, he's going to play out of the slot a lot still. And he's going to play on the opposite side. So he's going to get more targets for sure. Uh, but like I said, I, I, they're still going to feed the ball even more so to Godwin. They're going to throw the ball more to the tight ends. I yeah, think Perryman's role actually isn't going to change a whole ton. Uh, he may get more looks than usual, but, um, you know, there's going to be more opportunity. But, yeah, it's he, he's the secondary option, I would think, but still not something I'm overly interested in, even in rostering, let alone starting. Right. So you agree with, with what I had suggested then. So we're going to both yep. play Lockett and Shepard. It's the playoffs. Don't get cute. Standard scoring needs two. Uh, Aaron Jones, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery. Oh, boy. I know this is I mean, I know for sure I'm going Mark Ingram. uh, Yeah, standard standard Mark Ingram is uh, running back 10 for me in standard this week. So, yeah, you're playing Mark Ingram. And beyond that. Yeah, for me, Mark Ingram is 11 in standard. Um, David Montgomery has kind of fallen off for me. Aaron Jones I have at 14. He thrives on PPR. It's not a great matchup with Chicago. 
the thing is with him, it, it, this is one of those situations where you're in a matchup. What's the projected score? Not of your players, right. but theirs. Right. If the projected line is, I have 120, my opponent has 140, I'm playing Aaron Jones. Because at that point, I need which player can give me a 40. Well, that's Aaron Jones. If I'm looking for which player is most likely to give me the 20, that's David Montgomery. Which player is most likely to have a productive day that's decent but isn't going to win me the game? That's David Montgomery. Because Aaron Jones could absolutely go out there and give you a five. Correct. But he could go out there and win you the game. If you go by my standard rankings, I have Aaron Jones at 14 and I have David Montgomery at 20. So that's because he's kind of falling off a cliff here. So what I'd say is I agree with that with that take for sure is that if I feel like I need to maximize my scoring output, then it's Aaron Jones. And if I feel like I need a safe number because I'm just going to I just need to get something to win the game. I play David Montgomery, but it's the playoffs. And I more than likely have to believe that you're trying to maximize the amount of points that you need. You're trying to score. So of those two, that's, that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going to go, uh, Mark Ingram and Aaron Jones. The, I, uh, Neil, I love when I get these questions, <laughs> it's things like this that just tickle me in a way that if Loretta tickled me in that way, uh, <laughs> That's nice. Who should I start in my flex? So it's a flex question. Le'Veon Bell or Philip Lindsay? Again, it's two running backs. So you didn't really need to specify flex, but thank you. <laughs> so who should I start PPR scoring Le'Veon Bell or Philip Lindsay? For me, it's Philip Lindsay. I, I, I don't know how you see that. And I lied. I know exactly how you see that. I'm looking at your rankings. I'm just waiting for you to answer. It. So am I. I'm actually looking at my <laughs> rankings as well, and I'm just trying. Oh, I am also going to play have it as Lindsay. a bigger disparity I'm than I play. Do. Yeah, because I'm going to play Philip Lindsay. I've got Le'Veon Bell way down because I don't trust it. I don't trust it in my heart of hearts, Steve. I've been saying I, it all look, year. The matchup with Kansas City it. is ideal for Philip Lindsay. I've got him at 19, and again, it's Baltimore. It's a tough defense. He hasn't been getting the usage. He's coming out of the the sickness here. So Le'Veon Bell, I've got at twenty four. Yeah. So I'm not again, playing. Le'Veon I have him only Bell. five spots apart. You have a huge disparity. Yeah, I love you, me Philip Lindsay. You this love week. Philip think, Lindsay this well, week. Well, because I think this is the this is the if there's a week for Philip Lindsay to give you some Philip Lindsay from last year to your to what you were saying, this is it. It the matchup lays out so well for him. To just have a massive game that, yeah, I'm in on Philip Lindsay for this week. And frankly, sometimes, Steve, you just got to pick the hill that you're going to die on. Found the hill. <laughs> this is the hill. Very interesting. Uh, so that's, you know what? You don't want to talk about go... how much I love Austin Eckler again? Cause that... <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to go off script here. You do love Austin Eckler. So I'm going to pivot and uh, I- I'm going to talk about my own roster here. So we'll talk about my PFF team, which I haven't mentioned all season. No, so never. Actually no, we don't ever somehow talk about made this. it to the Elite Eight <laughs> in the PFF League. And I have a three-headed monster at running back of Joe Mixon, Philip Lindsay, and Melvin Gordon. And my dilemma is which two to start. And right now, I'm leaning 
Mixon, and Lindsey, uh, because I'm higher than most consensus on Joe Mixon this week, uh, with Gordon kind of being the odd man out, you still have Melvin Gordon as a top 10 play. Tell me I why do. I'm crazy. Uh, because I think the way that this game ends up getting unpacked is they've been struggling so hard at being able to actually get the wide receivers involved. It's all of them. They're, they're not throwing the ball down the field anymore because Rivers is struggling so hard. So the way I see this this game going down is both running backs and Hunter Henry have massive days, just massive. And maybe Keenan Allen can get on the board, but I'm I'm in on both Charger running backs this week because uh, I think they're both going to catch enough passes and get enough run to be relevant. And I also think Hunter Henry is going to have himself a nice little uh, a nice little day. He's only had one bad game post injury. That's it. So that's that's why. That's my rationale for how the game flow of this is going to go. That's how I believe the Chargers will have to try and attack Minnesota. Not whether or not it's the most ideal way to attack Minnesota, but I feel like that's what they're capable of doing right now. Because they haven't been able to put the ball down the field to the receivers at all, which is how a lot of people have been making hay against Minnesota. But they just haven't been able to get any of that going. So I just don't see them being able to get it, get it going again. I don't think it's – I think it's them is my point. Yeah, for so, the record, we both have Joe Mixon at 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate Joe Mixon by any stretch. Joe Mixon is a perfectly legitimate starter. Yeah. Uh, this but week. I have Philip Lindsay at 19, and, and I you have 14. him at 14. Yeah. And I have Gordon at 20, and you've got him at 9. Yes. So you and I see this differently, I think, very much so. Interesting to see how the scoring breaks down on that. Because And again, like I, I have Austin Eckler at 10 because I feel like they're going to utilize him more. They've been utilizing him more. They have the only been, way yeah. I feel like Melvin Gordon has a big week is if he falls in the end zone a couple of times, which is entirely possible. But I, if I'm looking at volume and who I trust to put up the points, it's the other two. I look at I, this point. I mean, Sunday I morning that could change. I'm I don't not going to call you crazy. I just I, we have it rated differently, so that's. But like you have a, an interesting choice there. That's quite the dilemma that you get to that you get to sit there with all week. I don't envy that choice. That's a. Uh, that's a tough one because they're all three legitimate plays. Right. I, I really feel like I can't choose wrong. You know what well, I mean? we say that like, and then somebody gets a five and, and, yeah, that's, and that's, that's the what problem. happens typically. And see, that's the problem. And I like can't last week, you. both Lindsay and Gordon were productive, but they weren't a 30 point production like right. Joe Mixon. And then this they week, combined though, Joe, had that 30. But this week, though, Joe Mixon gets to go play the Patriots. Right. And it's like, I hate it. I hate it all. That's a terrible matchup for him. Like it's, and I know they're still going to be throwing it to him because it doesn't matter. They're not even going to like. It doesn't matter. They were down by. We've seen how many times they're down by a billion and they're still running the ball. Like it, it, that is irrelevant to the Bengals at this point. So that's why I've still got him at seventeen. I think I'd have him lower if I actually thought that they were trying to be competitive because they yeah. wouldn't be able to do anything. So it's I I just I think he's still going to be at seventeen because he gets the volume. But they're not giving up anything on the ground. New England is still, and their yeah. offense has been horrible. But I'd be—I'm going to be shocked if just shocked, mouth hanging open if somehow the Bengals pull out some sort of win. I'd be shocked even if it was a competitive game. Like, but it's, it'd be thoroughly shocking if they managed like win that game because New England's offense couldn't do anything. I'd be blown away. Uh, which defense do you start this week? Eagles against Washington. Seahawks versus the Panthers, Bills versus the Steelers, or you could take the Chiefs against the Broncos. 
It's a lot of choices. Basically, it is a lot rank of choices. your defenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Eagles, Seahawks, Bills, Chiefs. And for me, that is... For me, it's the, the Seahawks, Seahawks, and I believe it's you it's as well. The yeah, yep, that's the Seahawks. Seahawks. I have the Seahawks at number two. Yep, I have them at three against Carolina. Have you seen Carolina? Have well, you it's seen not it? even Carolina? Have you seen Kyle Allen turn the I've, ball over uh, three times I mean. it, a game? It's unbelievable. Yeah, so I, I'm playing the Seahawks of that list. Yeah, absolutely. They they're gonna thrive in that matchup. So. Of those choices, that is the easy slam dunk. I have the Bills next, by the way, for, for have, whatever it's worth. I have Eagles, then Bills. It doesn't matter. I'm playing I'm, I'm playing the Seahawks and feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm just saying, if we're for context, I'm ranking oh, everybody sure. there. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, running back situation. He needs to start two. Uh, so he's got Josh Jacobs potentially playing through the injury. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, who we've already talked about a little bit here. Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman, and then uh, Howard is definitely not going to play, and Tevin Coleman's been atrocious. So we'll eliminate those. So yeah, I don't see how needs to play two. Josh Jacobs, Le'Veon Bell, Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman. Well, we know from what we talked about before that for me, it's not Le'Veon Bell. So for me, it really depends on the health and availability of Josh Jacobs. Because when I did my rankings, uh, I have to go do the adjustment from today's news that we just reported on that he's probably going to play. So I have to go bump him up if he's going to play. I had Washington at 18. So yeah, he'll take him. I had Washington higher than that. I had Washington at 20, and I'll have I'll have Jacobs a little bit higher than 20. So I'm saying it's I'm probably playing Jacobs and Marlon Mack of that of the yep. availables. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. I agree. Uh, and then again, I had 24 for Le'Veon Bell. Devonta Freeman is I'm lower than anybody on it. You're playing San Francisco. I mean. I have him I and Le'Veon Bell right next to each other at 28 and 29. I'm not yeah, playing either I've got, one of you. I've got Devonta Freeman at 39. There's oh, no way yeah. I'm playing Devonta Freeman <laughs> That's this not week. happening. Welcome to my world of not right. wanting to play Devonta Freeman. How's it, how's it feel? I mean, it is an atrocious matchup, to say the yep. least. Do not want. Not for the playoffs. Uh, Evan Ingram, if he plays. Jacob Hollister or O.J. Howard. Ugh. Evan Ingram, if how he plays. How are those your options? I don't understand. How does that fall off such a drastic cliff? Obviously, it's Evan Ingram if he plays because right, right, right. Uh, he's significantly better than either of those other options. Yeah, easily. For me, it's Jacob Hollister next. Uh, there is a bit of a drop. <laughs> Do you think? There's, there's a bit of a drop there. Uh, but then And then uh, uh, Howard third. Also a little bit of a drop. But the big drop is from where Evan Ingram would be to down to Hollister territory. And it's not like I hate Hollister. I have him like at 13, but 12, 13, depending on where I finally land on it. I put him in at 12. He might go down. He's, he's a candidate to drop a little. But uh, look, um, I mean, I, I don't like if you want to listen to Neil, you go right ahead. Neil is way more confident than me, and I can't really help you. This is a coin flip to me. I have OJ Howard at 24, and I have Hollister at 25. <laughs> I mean, Howard is going to get more production, 
because of the injury to Mike Evans. Well, no, you can help. It just means that your offense. advice is to go cut your tight end and go pick up another tight end. I'm telling you, there has to that's, be something better. That's, that's your actual advice here. If you're telling me that's that how is, far down the page we're going, you're saying I'm That cutting. is legitimately the advice. I'm just yeah, your I'm not understanding how that could possibly be your only options. Again, outside, he had a 12, Jacob Hollister, in week 10 against San Francisco. Since then, two... 4.4, 3.4. He has been terrible. Yeah, I get it. Terrible. We get, we get your advice. Go pick up Darren Fells is Steve's advice. Anybody. That's, that's, that's anybody the, else. That's My that's goodness. That's... All right. Uh, let's try to get through some of these quick hitters here. All right. Let's see. We already talked about Lockett. Uh, so are there, with the abundance of injuries to in week 13 and 14, are there any league winners out there on waivers that you'd like to pick up? Can you give a couple replacement options? Yeah, replacement so, options that would actually yeah. qualify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually had kind of been touching on it little by little as we go around. Um uh, Zach Pascal is the one that leaps off the page in terms of opportunity yep. and matchup this week. Uh, still, well, not, what's his not actual... just this week. He's got the number 11 rated matchup this week, but next week, the fourth best. And if you play to week 17, the second best. Indy has some great matchups rest of the season. There we go. I was looking for ownership percentage so, per so ESPN. Zach... Yeah. 36% owned. So you can go and get Zach Pascal pretty much right now if you want. Great opportunity there uh, for playoff success. That's one. Um, and then if you want to go to running back, I know in one of the leagues you and I play in, limited options, and it's funny because we were probably going to talk about Washington here, but with the Jacobs news, that's just shuffle. So if you're going to pivot to running back, uh, Patrick Laird is an interesting choice if you were uh, desperate at running back because I'm not saying he's going to get you a 30, but if you need a running back too, uh, for this week, and you're in bad shape, dire straits, I do think he can get you something like a 13. That's kind of what he's been averaging in Miami. Uh-huh. Really not a quality running back, but a pretty good little pass catcher. I saw you added him in a league we play together in, so. I did. Uh, yeah. it's uh, And then beyond that, if you, <laughs> what do you think about the idea of adding the other guy for the Colts? What about Marcus Johnson with his massive point total last week? <laughs> yeah, see, that was more on just a couple of plays, though. That's more of a boomer bust type. Three for Hail 105 Mary. and yeah. a score, folks, on seven targets, though. So that's encouraging. But three for 105 and a score. So not not ideal. Um, who else? Do you have any other names that uh, that you're kind of kicking around over there? Um, Let's see. So if we're talking about quarterback Ugh. again there's look not much a quarterback it's, it's there's not much a quarterback it's pretty brutal obviously Tannehill, who we've talked about over and over and over that's again pretty much and that's already over because he's over right it, it it's a tough matchup this week but jimmy g the last two weeks of the season has some decent matchups um you know if you're going further down the page a little bit that i mean i'm not playing him this week but show me what you got, Drew Locke. I yeah, mean, absolutely. If, if you can, if you can stash him this week, he's got an ideal matchup in Week 16. He could be the guy that wins you your title next week. Um, if I play in some sort of keeper league uh, or dynasty league, oh yeah, then I mean that's a given. I'd very yeah. much like to just stash him at the end of my bench, just see what happens here, and and just let's just see. 
Uh, but yeah, very little in the way of quarterback, though. We're already down to Drew Locke. Yeah, that's no, not, definitely not. That's, and then, that's not uh, great. Let's see. Uh, tight end, as we talked about, Janu Smith has uh, some ideal matchups here. So with Delaney Walker done, he's going to get opportunity. He's going to get run. And then, again, the number four rest of season schedule for tight ends is Tampa Bay. And now all of a sudden, they're going to be more involved anyway because of the injury to Mike Evans. So uh, both Howard and Brait should see an uptick in opportunities. I don't like the matchup this week, but next week, number two rated matchup in the league. So definitely something you should be looking at. And then let's see if I want to go defense. Let's see who's a good streak. So this week is a terrible matchup for Denver, but the last two weeks of the season, uh, they have uh, some good divisional matchups. Same thing with Indy. Bad matchup this week. They're playing the Saints outside their division. But then again, week 16 and 17 are division matchups, and they've already played Houston. So you're talking about uh, the Titans next week, and then you're talking about the Jags in week 17. So uh, streaming defense, that that's something you should definitely be looking at. Absolutely. <clears throat> Unfortunately, by the way, <clears throat> the only other thing we could think about that you could possibly think about at running back is I don't even know. I'd have to be playing in a 16 team league and just hugely desperate. But uh, Chris Thompson uh, has finally returned, if you can believe it. And he did put up double digit fantasy points last week. So not a good matchup uh, on paper, but he is playing Philly and he's not really playing running back, he's playing wide receiver. And then the week after that, he's playing the Giants. And then if you play into week 17, he's playing Dallas. So we've seen Chris Thompson have value pretty much no matter who's playing quarterback. It's just everybody's forgotten that he exists because <laughs> he's been hurt all year again. But he did return last week. He did play. He did put up double digits. So if I was thoroughly desperate at running back, uh, I could see myself winding up there. Uh, let's see. Picked up A.J. Brown. Should I go with him as my fourth wide receiver? Also have Slayton, Debo Samuel, and DK Metcalf. Oh, I mean, boy. for me, it's Slayton. He he yeah. emerged as the number one receiver on the Giants this season. And with Eli Manning last week, he tore it up, and now they've got Miami. So I've got Darius Slayton as the number 23 play. I'm uber high on Darius Slayton this week. Um, and then I have Debo and DK Metcalf actually both right next to each other, back end of the 20s, just ahead of A.J. Brown. So he's actually the last guy I would play in that group. Interesting, because the way I would answer this question is I actually probably would play A.J. Brown, but it depends on what you need. It depends on what, what you actually need here. Do I need a 40? Because A.J. Brown is my 40. Also, Darius Slayton could be your 40. That, that's a little bit different. But DK and Devo are probably yeah. not going to get you there. However, DK is the guy I like the most to get me like 13 points. And maybe he catches a touchdown and I get a 20. I'd play DK if I need something a little bit more in the realm of reliable. Um, Slayton, I don't know who the quarterback is. It didn't matter last week. I, I can understand the logic. So that's the way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to answer that question. It kind of comes down to what do you feel you need for your matchup? If I feel that I need to swing for the fences because I am outgunned in this game, I'm probably actually going to be picking between A.J. Brown and Slayton uh, 
to be trying to do it. And if that's the case, I'm actually going to be going with more of our along the lines of our actual consensus than where Steve is. And I'd end up probably playing uh, AJ Brown against Houston in a game where I know they're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, let's see. Do you trust Jack Doyle for the rest of the fantasy playoffs? I mean, I always trust Jack Doyle. I have been 14 this week. That's my answer to this question. Yeah, it's a top five matchup, and he should be involved. Now, after this, their lineups are brutal, so I can't say for the rest of the fantasy playoffs, but he's been a streamer. You drafted him as a streamer, or you picked him up off waivers as a streamer. You should have another option available to you that you're not relying heavily on Jack Doyle, as much as I love him. Yeah, I'm I have Jack Doyle in the title game. Yeah, I have Jack Doyle in the league because of Hunter Henry, and but I'm playing Hunter Henry. It's, yeah, I'd hope you have a better option than Jack Doyle. I see a lot of references in your other questions about Waller. So if you want to pin me down on it, I'm playing Waller over Jack Doyle. Period. Like, yes, 100. I'm playing Waller. I've got Waller at six. I've yep. got Jack Doyle at 14. I know you're not at six, but you also have Waller. Uh, yeah, I have Waller at eight, but yes. Um, let's see. Is Sanders the top kicker this week? No. <laughs> I mean, no. We don't talk kickers at all, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah we but don't. no, J- Justin Tucker. Yeah, Justin Tucker is highest the number one scoring most of the time. Yeah, highest scoring offense in the league, plus the dude is legit. Um, and they're playing the Jets, which is an ideal matchup for kickers as much as matchups for kickers matter. Then so, he wouldn't even be two. It's Will Lutz with the Saints. So, yeah, for what it's worth. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I did rank Sanders higher this week than I have most others. Uh, I have him at 10, which is highest among our consensus. And again, it's because that offense stalls. They can't find a way into the end zone. And the only reason I'm as low as 10 is because they're playing the Giants. So there's every chance they do find their way in the end zone. Yeah, they find <laughs> some kinda, way to actually get in yeah. there. And secondary is so bad. Yep. They actually hook up on a 40-yard pass a couple times yep. as opposed to stalling out. So, yeah, no, that's – I'm not – not this week for Sanders. Again, I get what you're saying. And to be fair, Jason Sanders is not a bad pickup. Uh, kicker strength the schedule that will be posted out tomorrow, uh, by the way. Rest of season number four. He is the number four matchup this week, which is the aforementioned Giants. And then he has another top five matchup next week, top ten week 17. So – if you're streaming kicker, uh, if you've been rotating them in and out, you know Sanders absolutely is playable. Like I said, I've got him at ten, so it's not crazy, but he's not the number one guy. Uh, and then let's see, Steelers, Tampa, Buffalo. We've kind of talked on this a little bit. Uh, like I said, I have Buffalo. Um, Tampa is another hot streamer. I got burned last week, but I'm ready to get burned again, Neil. I'm all right with it. Yeah, um, I got the Steelers. Yeah, it's. I got the so Steelers on five. the Steelers. I got the okay. Steelers at five. I got the Bills at nine. Yeah, the Bills at six and the Steelers at eight. Um, and it's ironic because they're playing each other. Yeah, so right. it's just indicative of kind of how you feel about that game. Uh, the the thing to me is which quarterback is more likely to turn the ball over. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Duck Hodges. You say uh, that, you say so, that, and then you look at the actual turnover numbers for Allen. It's like, Ugh. so that's uh, still going Duck Hodges. All uh, right, I don't care. All right, 
And um, yeah, so B- Buffalo's defense been playing well. They're and a legitimate then, uh, defense. Is this another dud week for Alvin Kamara, or can I trust it? I'm not able to be objective on this topic. Um, uh, you this, could try. Uh, I could. Um, I have him at 12. That's the answer to that question. So given given where, what I think of Alvin Kamara normally, or he'd be a top five play most weeks for me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy. I would say Fantasy Pros consensus had him at 20 this week. So they certainly feel across the industry that it will be another uh, dud game. I'm actually lower on Alvin Kamara than you, and that's not normally the case. Yep. I have him at nine. Uh, again, not an ideal matchup, but still Alvin Kamara. His yes, biggest that's... problem this year has not been like it hasn't been lack of production. It it's hasn't been of lack of usage. It's lack, lack of touchdowns. Of touchdowns. Is this, is he hasn't best. found his way into the end zone as much as he did last two years. So that that's really all it is. Eventually, he will find the end zone. And if this is the week on Monday Night Football against Indy, where they stop handing the ball to Taysom Hill and giving the ball to Taysom Hill inside the five-yard line instead of uh, Alvin Kamara and stop throwing the ball to Josh Hill for no apparent reason. Like, if they stop doing crazy gadgety things and just give it to your star player, then, yeah, this will be the week he shows up. Am I confident that'll happen? No. No. I'm more confident they will do more crazy gadget things with yeah. Exactly. Hill, and I'll keep posting that Zoolander meme. But at the same time, I'm not getting cute. No, you that's got my point. here with cute. Alvin Kamara. You, yeah. You're not going to bench him because he's had a bad couple of weeks. I, I am in a similar situation with Saquon Barkley. Like Saquon Barkley has been objectively terrible since like, the injury. After he had those two, he came back from the injury, had two really good games. After those two good games, he's been RB thirty. In that stretch of time, over the last six weeks. So, he's averaging nine points a game. He's been awful. For what you drafted him for, he's been bad. But, it's Miami. It's Saquon Barkley. I can't just not start him. Eventually, he'll fall into the end zone. And if it was ever going to happen, it'd happen against Miami. And I'm willing to die on that sword. I am willing to fall down and lose... (laughs) Because I started Saquon Barkley. Like, well, I'm doing the same thing with Alvin Kamara, by the way. He's RB12, yeah. by the way, in PPR scoring. And people right. are reacting like, he's over! Like, no. He just doesn't have enough touchdowns to get him to where he normally is. That's the problem. And the issue that I that you have is, I have him and I have Latavius Murray. And I'm fighting for my playoff life this week. And I have to make that choice. I'm playing Alvin Kamara. You dance with the one who brung you. There's no... The, that's that's how you end up not being able to live with yourself is you bench your star and then the star goes off for 40 and you get cute and you play somebody else, whether it's a handcuff or whatever, somebody else on your team and you lose because of it. And I'm telling you, it's it'll, it'll stay with you. <laughs> remember it. Haunted you will forever. remember that for as long as you play fantasy football. So it's a uh, it's a cautionary tale. You want to start your studs. You want to dance with the ones who brung you. And I know it's unfortunate that he hasn't been living up to where he is, but I realistically doubt that you have better options. Yep. Check my rankings. Maybe you have one of the Again. 11 guys that's better, and you're just loaded. But I I, uh, I really doubt that you have better options, Kamara. Especially because the, you know that as soon as you put him on your bench, this is the week that he catches two passing touchdowns and falls into the end zone somehow. Yep. On a, run, on a, on a, on a rushing one, and he gets three touchdowns in one game just to even it out. 
All right, well, that's the Wednesday show. We will be back on Friday to help you set more lineups once again. Uh, Good luck to everybody that is in the second round of the fantasy playoffs this week. And uh, for Neil, I'm Steve. Until then, keep up the nonsense. Have a week. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on ImportantNonsense.com.